0: This is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. From ESPN Milwaukee, I am Gabe Knight. So with me as always from ESPN West Palm, Brian Rowitz. And you can catch him on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He is Jonathan Hood. Welcome back, Jay Hood, after you missed the Go Home Show before the big weekend of professional wrestling, which is what we dive into Right now, we had two pay-per-views, two big-time events for both WWE and AEW over the weekend. WWE with their afternoon of champions over in Saudi Arabia, and we had Double or Nothing in Las Vegas for AEW. Mixed reviews, I would say, maybe on both pay-per-views. What was your biggest disappointment of Memorial Day weekend?
1: Okay, so there's several things. Number one, I would agree with Browitz that the um seeing sabu in this matchup against adam cole and chris jericho just didn't make sense it was very random for sabu to be out there so what you're going to do sabu is you're going to go out there with a nice blazer and a crisp white shirt and have your headdress on and you're going to go through a table and then you get your you know white envelope at the end of the night and so long everybody.
2: That, don't forget his credential, also. He made sure to wear his credential both nights, so you know, no <laughs> issues with security.
1: He did have his credential there. That is correct, bro. It's I don't know. I just uh, I think that Sabu being there was a disappointment, just as someone's supposed to be doing something, it really didn't do anything. And on top of that, just the um the Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho match. That match just deliver. it didn't it didn't hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's one of those things for me. There's a couple of things, but that's number one on my list.
2: I completely agree. Like that match, like borderline felt WWE ish. And it's weird with those two. Like you had high expectations going in. And to me, like I just all encompassing, like the night as a whole, up until the final two matches of the night, like felt pretty underwhelming. We talk a lot when it comes to AEW pay per views like, hey, they're going to deliver once we get to the matches. Didn't quite feel like that this past weekend with AEW.
0: No, they kind of swung and missed, like you said, until it came to the last two matches. I had high expectations for Jericho and Adam Cole, mm-hmm. and watching it, I, I I feel like the crowd, like they they, the crowd wanted something. Like you could tell, like when little things would happen, the crowd would, okay, here we go, now right. we can get into this, and then they'd cool right back down. So it didn't seem like not only were they not hitting. With the audience at home, at least in terms of the three of us, but in terms of the audience there, it just seems like a lot of the things they did fell flat. I I, I guess I'm willing to excuse the Women's World Championship match, knowing now, knowing, you know, that Jamie Hayter legitimately working with an injury. So, you know, some things just. Didn't quite connect there as, as they took the championship off of her, gave it to Tony Storm. Um, Chris Statlander, I'm guessing they were hoping, was going to be a bigger pop surprise and having her be the one to end Jade Cargill's uh, undefeated run. But yeah, the, and maybe it's just because I had such high expectations for Jericho and Cole, and they've delivered so many times in AEW. Like the way the match ended fell flat for me too, with just Cole on top of Jericho delivering those blows. And if it's an unsanctioned match, okay. <laughs> you know Aubrey Edwards saying no, he can't defend himself. That's it. Like I, I don't know. It just it, it felt like a very unsatisfying finish. With and as you mentioned, Sabu being thrown in on Wednesday and never really ever connected. It, it just the whole thing kind of well, fell flat. I would add for WWE. Um, the other disappointment I had was the whole thing with Cody. Um, I'm, I, I, in, in professional wrestling, and I, we have been, as professional wrestling fans, been able to suspend disbelief for a lot of different things, whether it's the Undertaker gimmick, whether it's the Fiend, heck, even Uncle Howdy, you know, if we're going to be talking about Bray Wyatt. But I'm supposed to believe but when you throw Brock Lesnar in the ring, there's a level of realness that has to be attained, especially when you throw on the tag that he's the most decorated combat sports athlete of all time. And when you're throwing that a tag to him, I'm supposed to believe that they would just allow somebody with a titanium cast (laughs) to come in and fight like, first of all, dude's got a broken arm. He shouldn't be allowed to fight Brock Lesnar. Second of all, oh, I know the solution. We'll give him a titanium cast that is now a that's now completely legal to use as a weapon. Like the whole thing just completely missed. I understand they're trying to give the babyface sympathy to Cody Rhodes, but they gotta be careful. Otherwise, they're going to have a let's go Cena, Cena sucks type situation where you're just continuously forcing us like There's there's a natural progression you could tell with Cody here. Giving him unnecessary sympathy by breaking his arm and then giving him a titanium cast, it just missed for me completely.
2: Well, obviously, the titanium works better in the arm. It's a lot more explainable there like Lex Luger. But, like, (laughs) are we confident they have this whole Cody thing booked out? Or are they just saying, let's get to Philly and WrestleMania 40. That'll be his moment. Are we confident they have it all booked out correctly or at all at this point?
1: Well, here, here's what's interesting. What Gabe just laid out. So, yes, it did sound seem didn't seem feasible for Cody to win that match, but because it's Cody, the way he beat Seth Rollins three times, the way he beat, um, you know, watching his matchup against Brock Lesnar in San in San Juan, and then I had this little bit of thought that what if because it's Cody Rhodes. I know the way it laid out didn't seem right, Gabe. But still, because Cody's been winning these matches in the bottom of the ninth every time, I was like, "Well, what if he wins?" Because oh. we keep because we keep hearing Brock saying, "I'm going to finish up this year. I'm going to finish up this year." So I don't know why he got the win if he's finishing up. But I still had that little bit of in my back of my mind, like, "God, he looks like his dad out there." His dad, you know, when he had a broken leg and he was still taking on the full horseman or when he had a broken arm or all the stuff that happened to him. He's look. when I saw Cody, he reminded me so much of his dad trying to fight from underneath. And I still had that thought of, he could win this match. And of course he didn't.
0: If, If he won, I would have been all the way out on Cody Rhodes. Like you can't, you can't beat Brock. Like you can't, Brock Lesnar can't be the most decorated sports combat athlete of all time. You can't. And the only reason I know that phrase is because you're constantly shoving it down my throat on commentary. Right. So you can't be that and then also lose to the dude with a broken arm. Just can't do it. Can't do it. So I'm curious to see how long it takes for this broken arm to heal because it's very reminiscent of me. Uh, When Seth Rollins uh, wrestled Triple H – and his knee, this was coming off of, you know, he had the legitimate knee injury, but then his knee buckled, and he wasn't supposed to be cleared. So for WrestleMania, when he fought Triple H, he had to sign the waivers because his knee wasn't healthy enough. Doctors weren't going to clear him. And then he goes out and beats Triple H in this great story. And then the Monday night after Raw, here he is in like a six-man tag, and everyone's like, yeah, I guess his knee's just perfectly fine now. Like, clearly, it's now Monday Night Raw, so he's completely healed. So, like, we know his arm, like... Storyline-wise, his arm is broken. Actuality, his arm isn't broken. But are are we actually going to be patient and and allow time for that arm to actually heal before you put him out there against Brock Lesnar or literally anybody else again?
1: No. And the the reason why that won't happen is because you'll see Cody on Friday Night SmackDown. Brand split? Not so much. yeah, Yeah, that's the other thing. No, they had to ask for permission to get
2: AJ to wrestle Monday. It's totally split. We're good to go
1: you know what we can't do another show or another segment about wwe in the draft unless we're doing our own draft Mm because it's just it's just bs man so yeah so we're not even a few months away from their draft and they're already people are still crossing for raw to smackdown and vice versa it's just nonsense
2: and that's the thing with cody though like you have this the angle on monday where it's like oh yeah brock like you're not here now like the open challenge like is Cody going to be in money in the bank? Like there's so much uncertainty around Cody that I'm not confident they've booked him out to say like, all right, this is going to be our star. And there's a reason he wasn't the champ at 39.
0: If he ends up with money, like if he wins everything and route to going back to Roman, like just if he's going to win money in the bank, then he's going to fail that cash. And he's gonna have to win Royal rumble again. Like it's just because they're on separate brands. Like you have to, well, I guess now that you've actually, you know, that doesn't matter anymore. Never mind. That doesn't matter anymore. I forgot. <laughs> AJ Styles was on Monday Night Raw. None right. of that actually matters. It's whose line is it anyway. Everything's made up and the points don't matter.
2: Shows. Don't forget that. That's an important part also. The Raw title on SmackDown and the SmackDown title on Raw, of course. Yes,
0: for the women. Yes, for
2: the right. women. Uh, it,
0: I, I'm just... like I, I was weary of Cody going into Mania. Just because I, I thought, much like Sami Zayn thought that he was going to be with what they had done in the main events of WrestleMania. Obviously they didn't go that way. And then obviously they didn't put Cody over. I'm just really scared of them waiting too long on Cody where the audience will completely turn. They're not there yet. And he was still obviously very super over in Saudi Arabia, but I just, him having to overcome a broken arm to defeat Brock Lesnar. Like there's, there's gotta be a better way to do that because I don't believe that Cody Rhodes with a broken arm could beat Brock Lesnar.
1: Just uh, don't believe it. And, that, and that's why Cody lost. You didn't believe it, and they didn't think the audience would but But he
0: put up too much of a fight. Like, if you have a broken arm, and now you're in the move that broke your arm, like, you're not... Like, you that, I guess that's a different. that's a different complaint I have about submission holds in general, where they're now just... Like, the walls of Jericho used to be a legitimate, like... Oh, you get put in that thing, you are tapping out right away. Sharpshooters, figure fours, all of that. And now everyone's just apparently too tough to be able to tap out. Now everybody has enough strength to be able to crawl to the ropes and get it. Like If you you watch an actual MMA fight and somebody does put, like Ronda Rousey, for example, who was in MMA and legitimately the baddest woman on the planet at one point, not just a catchphrase that WWE wants to use. Once she put that armbar in... Like they couldn't tap out fast enough. So in legitimate combat sports, which again this is supposed to mirror, like when you get a submission hold on put on you, it, that's kind of it. And I, I've I've reached a point I guess with submission holds of seeing everybody. It started with Cody on on Saturday, and it ended last night when um, on Dynamite when Adam Cole was able to fight out of the walls of Jericho in the main event on Dynamite. I'm just. I'm I'm done with being able to just oh submission holds actually used to mean something. Now they're more or less rest holds in today's world of professional wrestling.
2: But to your Cody point, like that's the weird thing about WWE is like there's just so much like hit and miss with them. Like I thought overall Saturday was a good show. Like I enjoyed watching it. Like it had some really high spots. And then you have some, hey, maybe they're building some young talent. Like Zoe Stark being involved with Becky and Trish, that's a home run for her. That's how you make Great young run. talent. Yep. Ali like had an amazing match with Gunther. And then he's in NXT on Tuesday. Like, it's just so hit or miss with them that you don't know which direction they're going and whether or not we should have confidence in what they're doing.
1: I guess the other disappointment for me was the crowd in Las Vegas. I'm one of these wrestling fans. I I can watch a wrestling match, and it can be completely silent. As long as I'm enjoying it, I don't care what people are saying in the arena because you can get easily bored there if you don't like the match that's on there. I guess what I'm disappointed in is that either – People did not want to travel up Vegas to see Double or Nothing, or AW is just in the mud. And I don't know what the answer is to that because, okay, so you keep promoting this pillar for, you know, pillars match. And that didn't have enough juice to make the main event because, arc, arc, you know, Anarchy in the Arena, that was the main event. So apparently it was not good enough for people to travel to Vegas to go see this event because. What about eleven thousand? Was that the total? Yep. Something like it was that? Almost I mean, like
2: half of last
1: year's same arena, same show. That means the company's in trouble. You know, and, and and here's the other thing, too. This is when you overbook on your dynamite shows and leave nothing for the pay-per-view. How is it that Roderick Strong against Chris Jericho was a better match than Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho? Why, why was that? And you popped it for a rating for 800,000 people. Ultimately, you're trying to have the best matches and the best action for your pay-per-views. You, you're you're AEW, You're against nothing besides other sports and Vanderpump rules. That's what you're against You know, every single week. But you don't have to put on your very, very, very best action for a two-hour show on Wednesdays. And so I think that hurt the gate. People were like, I'm not traveling to see this. We saw a great action on Wednesdays. Why should I travel to Vegas to go see this? Ten or 11,000 people. I think that that was disappointing. And then the reaction from the crowd, from the, from the matches, was disappointing as well.
0: Well, also they ran in Vegas on Wednesday. So how many people, was that a cheaper ticket? How many people went to that and were like, oh, okay, I saw it then. I don't need to go on Sunday for that. that. That could be something they could look into. Whereas, yes, I think you can do that in Chicago. Because, again, Chicago is just different. Like it, it just is when it comes to to me when it comes to all when it comes to all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you can get away with running Wednesday, Friday, and doing all that. I think is enough people who show up. Now, if you decide oh. to go from all out from the arena, it's in. If you decide to do all out at the United Center, then I don't think you want to run all out all week. You know, you don't want to be there all week the way they've been in the past in the run up to Labor Day.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, Wednesday, yes, Friday. I was at the now arena for that rampage crickets. They're like, okay, we can skip this. And that's what rampage. That's what I knew at that point in my Morgan Freeman voice. I knew that rampage was just a skippable show. Just skippable.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, that's the the weird spot with (laughs) AEW right now. Like the 800,000 is obviously good enough for Warner because they're giving them two more hours, but ticket sales are not what they used to be. This is four years. Now the crowd on, on Sunday sucked. Like, a good crowd adds to a show. Like you go back to that Cody and Dustin as great as a match that was, that crowd all night long is what made that night so special. There are reports out there some of these collision shows in Canada which, you know, should be a hotbed, they haven't even sold a thousand tickets yet. Like under a thousand to the point where it's almost like fans are saying like, "All right, well, why do I need to go?" Like a lot of markets are getting shows now. There's going to be house shows also like It was special those first couple of years. Like, all right, AEW is finally here. I got to go. So how do they draw those fans? Because they're going to spend the next month booking for New Japan and trying to get those fans, and that's really not going to draw people because they're going to be gone a month from now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So a lot of disappointment all the way around, but uh, that's the top story. We move on to what we call our other three top stories, what we call the three count here on GKW. Brian, what do we have at number one?
2: All right, guys. NWA owner Billy Corgan in an interview with the New York Post talking about his world champion, Tyrus, said, quote, when Tyrus walks through the door, he brings the heat. And if you're not going to watch him, then you're not a wrestling fan. So, guys, who should be on that list? Who who must you watch to be a pro wrestling fan?
0: So so according to Billy Corgan, 90 percent of us, 95 percent of us aren't pro. 98 percent of us aren't (laughs) pro wrestling fans. 99% 99% of us aren't pro wrestling fans. 99.5. No like, how, how far do I keep
2: going here, Jay Hood? Like, because nobody's watching NWA. Nobody. He said it. it's old school heat. You guys just don't get it. Oh, you don't like oh, the oh, political old, stuff flows was in there. That's all it is.
0: Old school heat is what Don Callis got
2: last night. Yeah.
0: Ooh,
1: boy, that That's was that spicy. Yes. That was on the regular for heels back in the day. Yeah. But now in 2023, it's like a throwback. So I don't know what Corrigan's talking about. Go ahead, Gabe. I don't know what he's
0: talking about. I, you, I, you expect me to? Like, I want to, look, I want NWA. I want it to be a legitimate, not competitor to AEW, but I want it to be a legitimate option for pro wrestling because the more options there are for pro wrestlers, you know, the, the better it is for everybody else. Right. Like, you know, not AEW is not for everybody. WWE is not for everybody. But when you have a healthy independent scene, and you see Joey Janela doing what he's doing and Matt Cardona and all these other guys being able to, you know, make a living chasing down their dream of being a professional wrestler outside of the two major companies right now in North America. Like that's just better for everyone. And when NWA initially started power, like I used to watch that on YouTube. You know, and Nick Aldis, and they did the 10 pound of gold, like the way they did, you know, HBO 24 sevens. And they were fantastic. I want NWA to be good. It's crap right now. It's crap. And a lot of that is Tyus. And guess what? It's it's not because he he's a Fox commentator. I don't give a rip about that. I saw him do the knee drop off the second row. <laughs> it's terrible. It's awful. I could do better. And I've never done a wrestling move once. Like it just, it's it's not good and it has nothing to do with Tyus' political beliefs, as much as you are hoping that the olds watching Fox News are going to tune into your show because he shows up wearing a strap on his shoulder. It's just that's just not how any of this works, Billy. And I, I like if you're a fan of NWA, you probably feel like a Washington Commanders fan. You're hoping that he sells because that's the only chance you have of that product being good.
1: I uh, would disagree that you've never done a wrestling move before. Actually, out of the three of us, you're the most physical uh, because we have seen you hit a teammate mm, that and slap him in the face. <laughs> That's so, true. That's true. So, I did slap Ben Brust
0: in the face. Yes, I yeah. did. For the kids. For the kids, J Hood. I feel oh, like. Yeah. You oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for the, the kids.
1: kids. A lot of pent up energy. I think, I think you did it for that reason, too. So, so, don't, so you're the most physical out of the three of us. You've actually oh. done executed wrestling moves. Uh, you know, Broads and I were. Yeah. You know, we're just, we're lovers, not fighters like you. <laughs> uh, but uh, but nonetheless, uh, I, I saw what, what Corrigan said. It's so funny because I was five feet away from him at our 25th anniversary for ESPN Chicago. And boy, I just wanted to pull the trigger on him. I mean, he was there with his family. So I did, I, I wanted to say something like, hey, I'm Jonathan Hood from Good Karma. I, I just, I didn't even go into the spiel, I just took a picture. For him, and I just gave his camera back because I really just wanted to say, "Boy, your company sucks." (laughs) I wanted to tell him that. Just, I just want to tell him like this whole Tyrus thing, brother. You got to stop doing this. I, I I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to promote his brand. He's a promoter. He's trying to do it. Only, only problem is he's not very good at it. And, and the reason why I know that is because Nick Aldis said so. Nick Aldis, who, who really, you talk about the ten pounds of gold. A lot of that came from him and his idea. Him and Cody and that small circle, Dave Lagana, when he was there. Um, You know, he had nothing to do with it, Billy. He had nothing to do with it. So when he says that, I don't know why what he means by that. Uh, A must for me, I guess, if you don't like Roman Reigns, you're not a wrestling fan. If you don't mm-hmm. like the bloodline, you're not a wrestling fan. Not mm-hmm. Tyrus. I think it's clear <laughs> that Tyrus, he's not there for heat. He's there because he's the only real name that's in that on that brand that people know from the WWE that actually did something that's the only reason why he's champion and because he's got Fox TV that's right. the only reason why he's on Fox News every day with the championship what does that mean i don't know but i wrote down roman reigns in the bloodline first well
0: because and and i will say this i don't think you have to like roman reigns in the bloodline but you have to at least respect it and i think that's what the majority of pro wrestling fans do whether whether or not they like Roman Reigns and, and whether or not they cheer for, him, whether they're putting the ones up when he says, acknowledge me or whether they're booing when he says that it's all out of respect. Like I think pro wrestling fans respect the storyline that's been going on with the bloodline. And I would say the same thing for MJF. Like MJF yep. is, is still, he's had his ups and downs, but if you don't at least respect the work that MJF has been putting in and as the world champion in AEW, I don't know if you're a pro wrestling fan, you don't have to like the character MJF, but I think you have to respect the work and the character work that's being
2: done. there. Yeah. I completely agree with all those like MJF, even like, once you get him in the ring, like you want to see that pay off. And then like, The little things, like the in-match commentary from him this week when, like, he's going through moves and things like that. Like, it's entertaining.
0: When he yelled no wait as Darby (laughs) Allen is barreling towards him as he's posted up in the corner, no wait! And then just, boom, just takes it right to the chest. It's just, it's again, like you said, it's those little things that are just
1: spectacular.
2: Right, and that's the thing. So, like, those are the ones. And, like, for Corgan, like, it's doubling down on something that – He has to realize at this point, like, I might have made a mistake here, but instead of saying, like, all right, let's put it on someone else, like, he doubles down. Like, it's professional wrestling. They're, you know, they're called corny. There are plenty of people that if you dug into what they think and what they believe, you're probably not going to agree with, but you're still going to watch them on a weekly basis because they're entertaining. Gabe, you mentioned Nick Aldis. That was someone that... I hadn't watched before the NWA, but hearing him do interviews and hearing him promote the NWA made me want to watch, made me want to say, like, all right, hey, what is this? And then you got to see some special guys, you know, LA Knight being there, things like that. Put it on someone else, move on, and try and build someone else. Because, yes, the more wrestling there is, the more options there are, the more of a win it is for us as pro wrestling fans.
1: Yeah, he, he does it wrong. He's he just doing it, it. You could tell that he doesn't have any like real wrestlers or wrestling influence behind him because. Before Tyrus, it's, it's Trevor Murdoch, right? Trevor's a nice guy. I've, I've interviewed Trevor Murdoch; he's a nice guy, but he was out of wrestling. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, his, his saving grace—he looked like Dick Murdoch. He looked like Dick. Looked like Dick. And, so, and so it's like, okay, you know, old, you know, kind of like an everyman drinker, yeah. you know, cowboy hat, you know, little trucker hat, and put him. But I mean, that's a middle-of-the-card guy at, at right. best. But he's not. I mean, so this is where Corrigan's going. He thinks that Trevor Murdoch is good enough to be the NWA champion. He thinks Tyrus is good enough to be an NWA champion. And really, you know, if who must you watch to be a pro wrestling fan? Sting. Give Thank Sting you. all that credit all the, after all the things he's done. I've watched him since I was a sophomore in high school. That's <laughs> how far back I go with Sting. And he's still out there and he's still relevant. There is a guy. Sting more is yeah. more, more of a draw than Tyrus. How about that?
2: Yeah. That's the weird thing. Like, I just don't get it when like you have a chance to build someone up. Like you're not tied to TV networks. Like you tried charging people to watch on YouTube that didn't work. Like someone like Cardona, like what he does, he's someone that, you know, wasn't a main event player in the WWE, but has made a name for himself and has gone out there and done it because that was part of his point also is like, Oh, Tyrus and I spoke and he was underused in other companies. And now we're getting to use him the right way. It's like, Or maybe he just wasn't good and isn't good. Like, there's a difference. Just admit you're wrong and move on. I never thought I'd throw
0: this name out there, but you call him the modern-day steamboat. What about the guy who's wrestling every bleeping week Mm. on Wednesday nights? What about Orange Cassidy? Like, do you have to respect what Orange Cassidy has done? A, making that international championship actually somewhat relevant and the second most relevant championship in AEW. And B... Like, he's, he has found some way to balance the lackadaisical character that when you were first introduced to him, you're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll see this guy wrestle. And then he puts on amazing matches, and he's able to, like, balance that character and keep it in professional wrestling and make it believable. Like, the way, the way he won the Battle Royal on, on, on Sunday mm-hmm. was hilarious and practical. Because, you know, you thought he was going to wind up for the orange punch and punch him, but he's like, oh, I'll just walk over and kick his hand because that's the only thing that's holding him up there, you know? And then you have Swerve Fall. Like, it's – the way he's been able – if if you are a pro wrestling fan, I think you have to at least respect what Orange Cassidy has been doing.
2: But the thing with him, like, I to me, I think about, like, how do you draw, like, a casual fan? Someone that sort of watches. Like, Orange, I feel like, could be off-putting to someone. Like, you, As a casual
0: get, fan, I feel most yes. casual fans I've introduced Orange to, they've gotten behind him like that.
2: I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like you watch it and it's like, what exactly is going on here? Whereas, like, with a Roman, with an MJF, like, it's pretty black and white. Like, oh, this guy's an ass. Like, I want to see him get punched in the face. Like, I want the good guy to beat him. With Orange there are a lot of, like, what are we doing here? Or like, you know, when he puts his hand in his pockets and stuff he's, like that, he's, sort of he's
0: in a Canadian tuxedo. He's intriguing. I, I I feel if you introduce him seriously, next time you're around like people who don't typically watch wrestling, introduce them to orange Cassidy in an orange Cassidy match. And I think they're going to get hooked.
1: Good to see that Jim Cornett has joined the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I, yeah.
2: I love orange. I'm just saying like from a casual standpoint.
1: No, I'm just, uh, but you know what? But I understand what Gabe's point is, though. It's like for the casual wrestling fan, that's perfect. I'm as old school as they come. And I didn't get it at first because this guy's all but it comes you come to find out the pockets in the in the hands in the pockets is the least of Orange Cast. He doesn't even do it as often anymore because he's busy. No. The wrestlers are speeding <laughs> him up all the time. It's like, okay, like you might be rolling in and out of the ring, and you might be a little bit slow and lazy, but we're not going to have you do that pocket spot. Now, at the beginning, it might be in the middle toward the end, but we're going to speed you up. And I think that with each match, he's getting better and better. He already was a solid wrestler. Yeah. I think that here's how you know the casual fan likes him: when kids dress up like him. Sure, bro. You look at it like that. So, like fair. that is so. That's so WWE. If if that was if he was in WWE under that marketing brand, oh, my God. You have scores of kids with that Canadian tuxedo on those glasses and their hair slicked back. It's already happening a little bit in AEW, but, man, that's yeah. pretty cool. See,
2: I don't know what it is, but my head goes to, like, you know, you want to introduce someone to someone that's more down the middle. Like, Orange is all the way on one side. Like, the Bucks, the Lucha Bros, they're all the way on a side. FTR, even. Like, they're on the other side, mm-hmm. but they're so straightforward, you know, fist-knot flips that, like, I don't know if that draws everyone. Like that's why I think of how do you cater to the most people, and that's where our Roman and MJF come in in that regard.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair, very fair. That, that certainly makes sense, Brian. We got it number two on the thrift- last
2: night on Dynamite. Tony Khan made the announcement that on June seventeenth. AEW Collision from Chicago will be the return of CM Punk. So fill in the blank. AEW announced the CM Punk return beforehand because blank.
0: Because they had to sell tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's, but in I guess Chicago. Think it's, I
2: thought they're gonna show up.
0: I Next think topic. it's that simple. Next time <laughs> <it's>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> move on. They had to sell the tickets. Like I, I think the the reaction when he said the word CM Punk um was interesting because there were a shocking amount of people last night in San Diego wearing their AEW C M Punk gear trying to chant CM Punk. And there were plenty of people thumbs down that were booing as well. Um, But I think they did this because they had to sell the tickets. Um, I think everybody kind of knew, but the, the anticipation for CM Punk, maybe even in Chicago, isn't what it was with him returning for the first time in seven years. I mean, Chicago does love Punk, but they're also pretty old school wrestling fans. And Punk left them once. Punk left us once. And he almost left us again <laughs> through no, I mean, through a lot of fault of his own. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to think of yep. a way to to put yeah. that, right? That's right. He, but he obviously wanted to come back and I'm willing to give him another chance. But I think he's kind of almost running on his last legs, even with the diehards like myself, where, okay. And Brian, we talked about this last week. Okay. There's probably going to be another incident because. Yep.
2: Yeah. We're just setting ourselves up to be hurt. Either yeah. he's gonna piss someone off, someone's gonna piss him off. He's gonna get hurt. Like, I'd be shocked if we're talking about him a year from now.
1: Well, all I'm well. Let's start here. It's unfortunate, and we've talked about this several times on the program, that CM Punk is the thing that's holding up the interest uh, of AEW. I, I just, I, I just don't get that, right? It's one thing for that guy to be the best promo in the business, or the best mm-hmm. promo in AEW, if nothing else, right? And MJF is right there as well. But it's a shame that we're all anticipating CM Punk when you have a whole locker room of, of young stars and veterans that could be, be the face of this company. Like, would you still say that CM Punk is the face of AEW?
0: No. And and honestly, the reaction that he's kind of gotten, because when, he, when Tony announced two weeks ago, it kind of telegraphed the whole thing. Because I, I feel like the AEW fan is more plugged into the internet wrestling community than the WWE fan. I feel it's like the more hardcore thing. So I think everyone kind of knew that if they announced United center, that punk was it right? Like that was okay. He announced the United center. So even that reaction in Vegas was kind of mixed because everyone knew it's punk. Okay. He's back. And then they officially made it and it's kind of mixed. So it makes me wonder all right, you were hoping that CM Punk would be able to... I'm not saying they're going to get a million people because I don't think they will on a Saturday night. It's just not a great night for television. Um, but if you are hoping to get decent numbers on Saturday and you were doing, like, your hopes and dreams behind that we're putting CM Punk on that show, I got questions about that based on the reaction we've gotten from CM... The, based on the fans' reaction to CM Punk the last couple of weeks.
2: But that's the weird thing. Like, yes, it obviously is ticket-related, but... They were able to sell tickets the night before Thanksgiving in Chicago. Like, what is different? Like, is it just as simple as people don't want to go to a wrestling show on a Saturday night?
0: No, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so. Okay, so uh, it's the United Center versus Thanksgiving. I believe was at um, was Windtrust on Wintrust campus DePaul, yeah. the campus of DePaul, which is smaller than the United, United Center. Night before
2: Thanksgiving, like that's not usually a time people are going out. Like, you know, you're doing last minute shopping. You got family in town. Like, it's a hard time to do anything.
0: It's the most popular drinking night of the year Brian. Your you're you're right, southern yeah. your
1: southern is showing the big west coast mean that, that is our holiday. Are you kidding me the night before Thanksgiving? Completely oh, hammered, completely whiskey hammered? Wednesday man. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, no, I mean that and it was a great crowd for that. As we were as we uh go on here for our show tickets are slow. The, why did Tony Khan do that? Because the There is 600 tickets sold since that announcement. 600 tickets have been sold. Um, so far, 7,500 tickets have been sold to the United Center. That's where we are right now. And, and that seems low for Chicago. Listen, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in this city where I'm in Chicago, but wrestling still rules. And CM Punk coming back, for that to just be 600 tickets sold since that announcement It'll still be a good crowd, but they set it up at to Russell ticks for like nine thousand. They set the building up for nine thousand. Now that could be like, okay, let's see if we get nine thousand sold, and we'll start expanding. Start expanding it, but they didn't set it up for the, you know, what they would do for a wrestling TV building, which is fourteen thousand, thirteen thousand. I thought that was interesting, but I think the other thing is, is that they want. You notice. Usually, Tony Khan's out there for like five or six minutes talking, right? He says, The return CM Punk. Then, the, then screaming. <laughs> just like that, right? We're just out of nowhere, right? So long, I mean, just very quickly, right? It's because he just ducked out of the picture. Like, what happened to him? I think they want to find out the uh, response in San Diego and on social media when the announcement is officially happening and see what was going to happen. I think that that was an angle as well. Yeah, I understand. Question, I understand. Oh, go ahead, Brian.
2: Yeah, just to take his question about, like, is CM Punk the face of AEW? Like, based on the numbers, he sort of is. Like, they built time on this Pillar Tournament or whatever storyline, and it was 800000 every week. They didn't even get to main event the pay-per-view. But those million numbers were coming when Punk was there. I don't know if he's going to draw that on Saturdays now, but, like, there is something to his name. And maybe he's lost some of that goodwill, but he does still draw something when it comes to wrestling fans. Should he have made an appearance... Last night, is he allowed to? Though is he allowed to be in the same building as the Bucks?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Even the the insiders don't know either.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Well, I mean, but
0: I mean, they told us the Bucks they, they left. They told us that earlier in the show. So wait, you're telling me I'm not supposed to believe that? That's that's fictitious. I mean,
1: you're from you're from Southern California. You're just going to bounce in the middle of a show. And say, <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I, you know what? Doggone on it. I don't buy it. How about that? Oh, man. man. Matt's That's walking
2: blood. slower. I, he had some in his heels. So, you know, it took him a while to get out of there.
1: I, I'm, I'm just curious to to see
0: what the reaction for Punk is going to be, even in Chicago at this
1: point. Well, you know it's going to be great. It was mixed in San Diego because I think the people are booing like, oh, this prick again. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, oh, what, what's he going to so say is, now? So is, is the hope
0: that Punk shows up, he gets the big pop, and that kind of gets people rolling again, put him on the mic. Cause he's the best there and people will just fall back into it. Cause look, I would have been one of the people last night chanting CM Punk. I would be one of the people June 17th in Chicago going crazy for him. Like I, like Brian just said, I'm ready to get hurt again. I don't know why I probably shouldn't. I should know better as a 37 year old man, but I don't like, I'm ready to get hurt again. Like I'm, it's the same thing. I look at CM Punk as one of the few wrestlers that I am blindly following, like I follow my sports teams. Like the Packers sucked last year. Hey, let's go get them again. You know, like I'm ready to run. Like it's like the 2005 Bucks. You know, like they stunk. Hey, let's go to another game and ram my head in the wall. I bet that sounds like a great time. But for whatever reason, I'm all in on CM Punk. I can't. I can't wait for him to return.
1: Okay, I watched the show last week uh, as I went on a flight, and I, I just. I'm trying to unpack what you guys are talking about as far as hurt. I understood the question. Like, yes. was I hurt that CM Punk, it was not an AEW? Well, he was hurt last time we saw him. And yeah, he got. he's part of that, that brawl out situation with him and his dog and his friends. Okay. So, but, but before that, the only thing that hurt me about CM Punk is how badly he was booked by Tony Khan. He was not kept special. That was my issue with with C. not about CM Punk? It's about how he was utilized. No, but- got, you know, random matches against Lee Moriarty like that's not who CM Punk is. CM Punk should be kept special like Sting because he's out for eight or nine years. You think he's supposed to wrestle every week? He should talk every week, but wrestle every week. So, could you just explain to me? I heard what you guys are saying. Yeah, why were you why were you hurt the last time you saw Punk? <sighs>
0: Well, it wasn't even the last time we saw Punk. It was the last time we we heard from him, right? Like, or heard about him, I guess, in AEW. Or even, not the match itself, the brawl out, Him just being a dick for no reason other than he could be a dick. Right. Right. I feel in a lot of other situations for Punk, when you start going back to some of his grievances that he had um, prior to two, you know, prior to his match at Money in the Bank in Chicago in 2011 for WWE, mm-hmm. and you he start hearing those grievances, like you could kind of, oh, I could see it, you know, yeah, Vince McMahon's holding him back. Like I can see where, you know, Punk's on the side of right. And then when he walks out, yeah, it's not a great look to walk out. But we just saw Mercedes Monet walk out, right? And and you can understand some of the frustrations, especially once Punk then went on the Colt Cabana. Cabana podcast and listed all of them off. Hey, Vince McMahon's a prick. I get it. Yep. hundred percent. I get it. Punk. I'm behind you. So as a fan that waited for him to come back for seven years and I understood why he was gone. I, I I watched probably way too much of that FS one show that he was on for WWE, (laughs) because I just wanted to like get some, I just wanted to get something because he's that good in the pro wrestling space. Yeah. So now he comes back and he's rolling. And yeah, what what they do great is, you know, a couple of the things that he did with um, Eddie Kingston and what he did with Hangman Page and some of the ways that those realities were blurred a little bit of Eddie Kingston. Nobody wants you in the back. Nobody's got the guts to say it. Nobody wants you here. I got the guts to say it. Okay, that's great for storyline, but ultimately you're still hearing good things about Punk. And then he decides to sit down and go after, whether they're fake titles or not, the EVPs of the company, and then get into an actual physical altercation? Like, how am I as a fan supposed to defend CM Punk? Like, he's 100% in the wrong. Every other time, every other instance where Punk is perceived as the asshole, you can at least see his side somewhat. Here, I can't. Here, I can't defend, like, and, and now, me as a fan wanting to see him, that is in jeopardy. Because if he screws up one more time, I can't imagine that Tony Khan and company are going to be willing to put up with it, the, especially after the way this one blew up. And there could still be, who knows, pending litigation between the two.
2: Right. Like, so that's I, my I, point. Like, I'm excited to see CM Punk in my wrestling world. I don't know how long I'm going to get to see that. Like, they're advertising him for an August 12th collision. That to me is a bold move. Like, that's two months away. A lot can happen in the CM Punk world in a two month span. Like, that is what I'm preparing for. Like, something is going to happen either with his mouth or with his body to where he's not going to be in our wrestling world anymore. Because I agree with Gabe, this is probably it. And will Hunter end up signing him if AEW cuts him? Yeah, probably, because it'll do a good number for them. But I just, it's inevitable at this point, it feels like.
0: And the body stuff, like that, if he gets hurt again, that will sting. Yeah, it sucks. But that's just, but that, but that's just like, Man, that, that's like any athlete. When their body starts breaking sure. down, it's it's sad. But I don't hold it against him, right? Like, I don't – I hey, man, that's just unfortunate. That stinks. But when you just decide to be an asshole because you can be, that's tough to defend.
1: Well, I'll say this. As far as, far as Tony Khan is concerned, uh, Tony Khan could put up with it. If he could put up with MJF, he could put up with CM Punk. I mean, I, I, out of all this, right – I still think that there's money that can be made from this, and I don't know if that is uh, their UK show they're going to have or their Canadian tour. I don't know, but there's certain money that can be made from it, but it's but the timing's weird on this, right? So we see that, um, that Kenny Omega is going to be finding one or two other New Japan guys to be part of this war they're in with the Blackpool Combat Club. That's funny. CM Punk's coming back to take on whom? Because right. we got Adam Cole and we've got Chris Jericho going after one another, so CM Punk comes back to do what? To do what? To go against whom? That's the that's the the mystery I have. He's yes, he's returning. He's got to be there because he got to put butts in seats at the United Center. But I just want to know what he's going to be doing. And, and as far as like what Tony Khan MJF is so unprofessional in these press conferences, like like clearly Tony Khan has a lot of patience. So. Right. They'll find a way to figure this out. I just, I like oh. to know where the money is in the, the brawl for it all, though. The whole thing that they did in Chicago last time, who's CM Punk going to take on to make me want to spend money to go see it?
0: In defense of MJF in the press conference, his line about not being in the main event was pretty funny. When asked if he was upset, yeah. if, you know, yeah. hey, you're not in the main event. Are you upset?
2: Well, and it's roll all nice... around
1: in John Moxley's blood? Like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's a nice deflection, diff- nice but that match wasn't good enough to be in the main event, clearly. Storyline-wise, no. Yeah, I mean, at WWE, it probably would have been the main event. Mm-hmm. Probably would have been. Eh,
2: maybe. I don't know with them. The probably. thing I'll throw out with Punk, though, you talk about him putting butts in seats. Gabe, you talk about, like, TV stuff. What if the reaction isn't what AEW expects? What if, like, they're not showing up to the United Center? What if they're not watching every week? Like, what does that mean for CM Punk?
0: I think I think so. That's not a thought. Like maybe he, people don't show up at the United Center in the way they did the first time for the for, for the first dance. Um, but I think CM Punk is good enough. Once he once he grabs that microphone, he's going to be able to sell it. He can. I mean, he he can be the best one of the best baby faces in the business. He can be one of the best heels in the business. Whatever you need CM Punk to be, that's what he can do. And if the reaction's negative. He'll just lean into that even more and he'll be able to sell matches and be able to sell pay-per-view buys by being one of the biggest deals in the business. It's that simple to me
1: because that's how good punk is. Yeah. They had to do the show in Chicago. Had to. It had had to be in Chicago or the Midwest, right, Gabe? Because Mm -hmm. if this happens in in Miami, if this happens like we saw in San Diego, Dallas, mixed reaction. But it had to happen in his own backyard, the Midwest. If this is in Milwaukee, it's sold out. They're chanting his name. They're chanting his name up and down the street in Milwaukee. Same thing in Chicago, Minneapolis. But in the Midwest, for the, for the most part, I think it would have been doing fine. But other places, I think you get a mixed reaction, which is fine because
0: again, once if you're an AEW fan, if you're a pro wrestling fan, to bring back the Billy Corgan term, if you end up if you end up being if you end up watching the show he's going to sell you on something, whether it's a baby safe face or whether he's a heel because punk's
1: that good. 7,500 tickets. How about that, bro? It's yeah, as, I as, we, get as, that. As, as we continue to just roll on this show, 7,500 corner wrestle ticks.
2: Not good. Na- Night of champions. Speaking of main events ended with Sammy Zayn and KO knocking off Roman and solo to retain the tag titles and a super kick from Jimmy Uso to Roman as we steer towards possibly the end of the bloodline. So at this point, who do you book to beat Roman?
0: Whew. Um I guess the way they're booking Cody, I, I can't imagine that it's anybody but Cody, right?
1: No. No. no, then, not- who? no <laughs> then, then, then who? <laughs> then who? The championship is gonna have to happen within the bloodline. Now here's the thing, like this is the universal championship, so I guess it doesn't matter. I guess mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because I guess the world champion is Seth Rollins. I don't know. It's the, the universal champion, I think, because it's kind of like this whole championship that's in a different stratosphere, that's going to have to be An Uso, as I wrote down, An Uso, <laughs> or Solo Sokoa. A- unless you're trying to get Seth Rollins, too, because Seth Rollins says a lot about Roman Reigns when he's not yeah. around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that – could you imagine if that's a unification match, too? uh no 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 no.
0: you cannot do that to me do not do it hunter i swear to god you can't create this thing and then unify it with two other titles and then roman goes over (laughs) (laughs) that's when you know by the way that's when you know that vince is back to being a hundred percent in charge
2: he's only remote right now he's definitely
1: back he's changing scripts
2: yeah, he's
0: no, he's, he's, he's the write. reason AJ Styles. He's the reason draft blew up on Monday with AJ Styles.
2: Mustache. not forget Moustache. Cody and the Miz, by the way, advertised for SmackDown tomorrow night, See? exclusively from Monday Night Raw.
1: See, I mean, so I say Anuso So or Solo Sokoa. I did write wrote I did write down Seth Rollins. I did write down Cody, and I wrote down Montez Ford. All I know no is Sammy. No, Uh the reason why is because. <laughs> You, you wait, wait, wait.
0: No, you can't tell me you can't. Sammy deserves to be on the list. If you're going to put And Uso on the list, Sammy deserves to be there.
1: Eh, he's a tag team wrestler.
2: I've got your Sammy booking. Go on with your point. I've got your Sammy booking. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thank
0: you. Thank you, bro.
1: Whoever it is, whoever it is, they got to find an entourage to be able to beat the bloodline. That's all I'm saying. Like, as I've been telling you guys for months now, whoever's going to beat Roman has to have an entourage. It's never going to be one-on-one. It's going to be a whole bunch of people against that opponent. So I don't know who that is. I'll tell you, the LWO has got enough guys to take on. <laughs> Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Ooh. Put Bad
0: Bunny on the list. We, <laughs> already got a part-
2: we already got a part-time champ. Who cares? Put it on yeah. Bad Bunny. So okay. for me, like, I like the idea of Solo or an Uso, but I just don't think they're quite there yet to, like, this is going to be a big moment, whoever beats Roman. So to me, it's circling back to Sammy and you involve the Usos. Like the Usos go to him, say, hey, you were right. Like we should have seen your way. Like go, we got your back now. Like go beat them, go win that belt. And then the numbers are in Sammy's favor. Like it's Sammy, it's KO, it's the Usos and it's just Roman and Solo. So they have the number advantage there. You build it up. I don't know if it goes to Mania next year, if they can do it at SummerSlam, but like just do it that way. It's not going to have the same feel it would have had at Mania or at Survivor Series, but it still would mean more to me to have Sammy be the one that ultimately beat Roman because there really is no one else at this point. Sammy continues to get...
0: I mean, everybody everybody wants to make a big deal, and they should, with the, the oh, the, whoa, part of Cody's entrance and everybody goes crazy for that. The let's go of Worlds Apart, Sammy's song, coming in is just as big. Like, the dude gets the biggest pups every time I'm watching WWE. Yeah.
1: Like, Sammy's still super over. There was a genuine smile. That was a genuine smile from Roman in the corner yes. watching Sammy speak in Arabic to the mm-hmm. crowd in mm-hmm. Jeddah. That that wasn't like one of those, you know, the fake smile. He was just happy that he was in the garb, He's speaking, because he... Because um, there was an issue with Syria for a long time, that's why Sammy never went to the mm-hmm. shows in Jeddah. But now he was there speaking to um, to his fan base and to the country, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, should Sam look? Should Sammy be the Universal Champion? Sure, because he's way over. But in, in just the way WWE does business, if you're way over, you have to wait. And instead, mm-hmm. instead of just striking why the iron's hot, Brian Danielson. Why don't you put him the champ give him the championship? Not can't do that. Why would you right. do what the fans want? That's why the WWE lies to us. They lie to us every time. They listen mm-hmm. to the fans? Yeah, they listen when they want to listen. That's the key.
0: Yeah. Remember when they did the whole thing where like the ratings for Raw were just in the tank? To, and they like came out and they t- pretended that no general manager existed anymore. And Hunter and Stephanie and Shane oh, came yeah. out and said, no, we're going to listen to you guys more. This is a new era and oh, nothing man. changed. <laughs>
1: oh, this, man. It's this a waste of TV time. Like, <sighs> like, like now, I
0: mean, Granted, it was raw. They had three hours. You know, they had time to waste. Give
1: me a match. About, <laughs> you know, take, give me a match. I mean, you're just standing there saying we're going to listen to you. And that's just a lie. It's a lie. Just I mean, me. I guess the other
2: thing I'll throw at Roman. Yeah, you know, we're Money in the Bank season. It's coming at the end of the month. Do we think the winner will cash in on Roman this time? I know they dropped an IC title nugget this week with Gunther throwing that out there. But like, is this their out? You have you mentioned a Montez Ford? Like, let him win that cash in that way.
0: If they have <laughs> okay. the Money in the Bank winner, please try to cash in.
1: Okay.
0: On a secondary mid card title again.
1: <laughs> Don't get hot. <laughs>
0: Like, that was the dumbest thing.
1: But
2: it's a different I understood. one. It's totally different story now.
0: Oh, especially when you have the Seth Rollins title now. Right. Like, if you if
2: <laughs> no, um, we're Please. not, nope,
1: we're not Please. going there. We're not going Please. there, Ryan. No say
2: ricochet catches on Gunther. Think of the moment.
1: Come on. Come on, Gabe, give me your your inner ESPN radio. Come on. It's so stupid it's so dumb
2: it's money in the bank for any con
0: for any championship anytime anywhere you're telling me not once roman was vulnerable and you decide to cash in as the u.s champ and then you get the championship opportunity anyway and then win the belt without money in the bank money in the bank is supposed to be really cool it's supposed to be a star maker it's supposed to be something that you can do to lift up somebody not make them look like the dumbest ass in the room and have him chase after a championship that doesn't matter if they do that with the ic championship I am going to lose it. I am not going to show up for a month on GKW. Wow. If they have that, if wow. they have the winner, try to cash in. It'd be like having like, it, it's if, if they have the women's, if she holds on to it for more than just the night, because that's what they do for the women's money in the bank. If they have her go down to NXT and cash in on whoever's the NXT women's champion is, that's just as dumb. <sighs> money
1: poor in the life. bank, end of the month, London, June Gabe's something. Poor, Gabe's poor and dog. My God. <laughs> so dumb. So I stupid. Yeah, I understand, but it's the WWE. What do you expect? Uh-huh. Like, nothing has changed. We nothing. thought that with Triple H at the top, you think things would change. It's a still insane, you know what? silly infrastructure. And maybe this is stupid. Maybe I'm just willing,
0: as, as frustrating as that was, I am willing to give Hunter a pass on that because he couldn't figure out how to split the titles with Roman. They didn't want to have. You know what? No, 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 never mind. He, he tried to cash in for the U.S. title and lost. He could have easily cashed in for the, the Universal Championship and lost.
2: Yep. <laughs> what do we got in news and
1: notes? I don't, no. know, what to, I don't know what to do now.
2: News and, News and notes. notes. Uh, speaking of WWE, Fight Fans is reporting that WWE was, quote, not overly fond of the Bray Wyatt pitch black match back in January, and they're pushing to bring back The Fiend. They believe he can do better with merchandise sales as well. Bray has been off TV since February with an illness. Uh, right, cool. Is, that,
0: is cool. that because Uncle Howdy missed by like seven feet <laughs> during the do- Mountain pitch black match?
1: I got to put a call in to find out who Uncle Howdy was or is. I got to find out who that is. What
0: wasn't that supposed to be? Bo, yeah,
1: supposed to be, but I don't believe it. So, so I don't know. <laughs> that was over with me. I don't know what happened. Um, so, uh, okay, so he returns and he takes on whom? Right. I don't know. See. There you go. See? <laughs> See, so it, it was the it was LA Knight. So uh, here's a question. So what did that do for LA Knight? That battle with Bray? That elevate Nothing. him at all? Nothing. Made him a baby face in Jeddah, I know that. But this feels like such a Vince
2: thing where it's like, well, this isn't working. Let's just go back to something we've tried already. Like instead of going maybe outside the box and reinventing, like, well, oh, the fiend was fun, even though everyone universally hated it towards the end. Let's go back to that.
1: Like, no, this is gonna hurt, y'all. This is gonna hurt. Ray Wyatt, the second time around, was booked like he was an AEW. <sighs> no, that's the truth, because look at Jay White. <laughs> it was like international superstar, and he's yeah. just in a tag team. Hey, I love the Bullet uh, Club gold thing. I love that gimmick. Where's your merch? Oh, you don't have any yet. Yeah. Uh, Do they not but- have any? But Because he's
0: wearing – he's got a bullet – I mean – uh, Juice Robinson's wearing the shirt that says "Rock Hard," but at least
1: Jay White's wearing the Bullet Club T-shirt. I, I no Bullet Club Gold. I mean, fresh, fresh yeah. merch. That's who. You, look, I mean, when you become a, a group or a, a new wrestler on the scene, where's your merch? You're look, it took You're it took
0: Brian Danielson at least a year to wear the BCC gear. All right, no. let's give it some time. No. It was available. He wouldn't
1: wear. <laughs> <laughs> it. A just okay. There's a where, difference there. I think There's it took a, a, a year from the realize. Hey, man, shouldn't you put this jacket on? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure. Like they could, they, they did not find his size. <laughs> Nonsense. But
2: I will say the one thing, like in defense of Jay White in defense of like the Bray stuff. At least they were on TV every week, as opposed to some of the AEW booking where you don't see them for a month. Like they're at least there. That's a positive.
1: I'm saying that if Bray White was in AEW, this is how he'd be booked. I'm yeah. telling you. Like, they wouldn't know what to do with a Bray Wyatt. What do you rambling, want to do
0: Rambling, incoherent
1: storyline. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yep, absolutely. That's not, And he'd be on Rampage.
2: <laughs> that would that's, be disappointing, but yeah. yeah. Elsewhere in the WWE, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, the new women's tag team champions. Ronda in an interview with the New York Post says her and Shayna want to be fighting champs, but, quote, with how dis- dismally shallow the women's division is right now, there's not enough women around here to keep us busy for a month. She said the biggest challenge is getting the company to actually care, and invest into this tag division. Mm. I mean, the,
0: the previous tag division, the the previous tag champs left because of the same stuff. You're not you're <laughs> preaching to the choir at this point here, Rhonda. Like this is something that they've known for a while.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, like, I would say that you got to develop. I mean, the women's division has just been a neutral. Outside of the championship matches for a while, mm-hmm. like when you're throwing Natalya at Jetta, it's like, what are you doing? Like, really? I mean, she she's female Dolph Ziggler. What are you doing there? I mean, I mean, and I and I respect and love Natty Nightheart yeah. because, but she's deserved more. Now yep. she's just someone that just counts the lights every night. I'd say like, that's. So they have wrestlers, but they had to put time into the, the divisions. We've been talking about that for a while now on the show.
0: Well, and what's refreshing about, as you mentioned earlier, Brian, with the Becky Lynch storyline that they're telling, they're now adding younger people to that. Yes, so it's yes. now more. It's more than just you know Becky Lynch, you know, going up against the old guard. You're also bringing in some new talent into it. Which is, which is a good thing because now you're actually telling – this is like the first time in God knows how long that they've told something outside of the realm of the championship circle where they're actually telling a story within the women's division where one of the two championships
1: isn't involved. Trish is yeah. so good still. Babyface with oh, Fantastic. Fantastic. You know circle. what?
0: It, it, it's not going to be – I know we're not to this point. It's not my match of the night, but I thought she and Becky put together a solid match. Right. Like I thought Trish did much better – In the one on one, than she did in the six woman tag the last time we saw her in the ring.
1: That's very fair. And here's how you could tell, though. Here's how you could tell. It wasn't like Becky had to slow down for the veteran.
0: No, you get that all the
1: time, right? Okay, come on, hon. Come off the ropes. All right, let's go. All right, step over. Like, it wasn't like, you know, the dance. It was like, Trish, Trish is not 1998, Trish. What I'm saying is that she doesn't need to need help. As far as let's slow mm-hmm. it down for the veteran. It was good. And I would agree, Zoe Stark. Mm-hmm. Once Trish finishes up, finishes up, Zoe Stark could really be something. She still yep. moves in the I'm like, what yep. what what's that? <laughs> what's that move? That little thing that she does with her knee. Pretty cool. I like I like what I see there with that this little rivalry they have going. Some
2: free agency news. Will Osprey's contract in new Japan is up in February of 2024 in an interview with Chris Van Vliet. He says, Quote, I'm very confident me and New Japan are gonna work something out. Because I don't want to live in America.
1: Okay. Yep. Cool. That's fine. No, be, they're, they're we'll, that. we'll find them, we'll find them in, in New Japan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that's fine. I mean, um, I, if, if I have to sign up for New Japan World
0: again, I will. I know how to cancel it now. So we're good there. You know, so, you know, in January, we'll be fine.
1: You're going to have to show me how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I had a question from the missus upstairs uh, who, who asked about that. She says, what's what is the $7.67 <laughs> charge? She says, is this something that you ordered? I was wondering about this New Japan. Oh, well, uh, that's my subscription to New Japan. I goes, She goes, I don't see you watching. Well, uh, don't worry about it. I, I, I'm, uh, watching I'm watching it. it. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, that's fine. Because think about this. He says that the WWE is not his on his radar. He does, yeah. he thinks that he could be fine if he never stepped in the WWE ring. Some wrestlers feel that way. If he went to AEW, he'd get lost. Mm-hmm. Like like Zack Sabre Jr., spoiler alert, he was on Rampage.
2: Like No, they announced, that, "Yeah, watch out for Rampage. If in case you don't watch him on Honor Club, you can now watch him on Rampage." Rampage,
1: like Zack Sabre Jr.'s on Rampage? <laughs> But, huh? hey,
2: they're
0: doing they're doing a battle of the belts on Rampage, yeah, Night of Champions or whatever they're That's calling none it. None
2: of their belts is the only thing. <laughs> I, it's everyone it's belts.
0: It's it's not Night
1: of Our Champions. <laughs> okay. It's you know Night of Champions. I have read that that spoiler about Zack Junior. Being in San Diego. I'm like I don't get him on Dynamite, but I get Nyla Rose. Uh huh. What? <laughs> hey, hey. Tomorrow night is must watch because the
0: best wrestler in the world is on. that. that. <laughs>
1: Brother, that just that that gets me. That's some. Vikingo. you get but a Vikingo match
0: tomorrow. That's They're good. trying to
1: get
2: people to watch. You got four championship matches. It's a big deal. Yeah. Shibata is defending the ROH TV title against Lee Moriarty. Vikingo uh, will defend the AAA Mega Championship against and Triple threat. and Commander. Yeah, there you go.
1: So back at the normal time of nine Central.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Saber <laughs> defends the New Japan TV title against Action Andretti. And that oh. defends her New Japan Strong title against Mercedes. Uh, not against Mercedes against no, like, uh, Sakura. That'd be sick.
1: And that'd yeah. be awesome. What, what I'm saying. Here's here's what I mean about AEW booking. When I just made that little side crack about Bray Wyatt. Here's a perfect example. Andretti. He beats Jericho. Yes. Yeah. Haven't seen him since. He's lost a match. He lost matches ever since. So he's you part know- of a tag team now with the
2: one remaining member of Top Flight. Not Dante. The, Dante's the brother. Other the other yeah. kid. Okay, but well,
1: well, that's a perfect example of the booking, right? That was a one-two-three kid moment over Razor Ramon, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. So you just build on the young man, give him TV time. You not on Dynamite like Rampage, ROH, ROH in particular, right? Give him time to move up, move up because Jericho saw something in him to lose to him. But but then you just shit can it after that. That's the booking I'm talking about. Now, well, what every, about some other guy? What about the only thing you have for your
0: world champion in your fallout from your pay-per-view? And this is the second time in a row they've done this. All you've got is a backstage promo that was recorded over the weekend. Yep. MJF not on your television, despite being your world champion after winning his second consecutive, because they did the same thing in February.
1: Yep. Nothing to say. and didn't give you a direction of what's next. Just, I'm great, and then 15 seconds, 30 seconds later, gone. There's your booking, because you're too busy to put the world champion on. (laughs) This company.
2: Finally, news and notes, Matt Jackson revealing on Instagram that he partially tore his bicep back in March. He elected against surgery, says he's now fully healed, as he showed on Sunday in the anarchy in the arena.
0: Hey, uh, the the good Lord healed Reggie White's hamstring here in the great state of Wisconsin back in 1995. I don't see why he's not doing the same thing here for for Matt Jackson's bicep.
1: You know, there's certain things. I know I'm going to sound old, but that's who I am. You know, there's certain moves that you just don't have to make. You don't have to hurt yourself to get over to 10,000 people in Las Vegas. Same thing I would say to the uh the TNT champion as well in that matchup against Christian.
2: Oof. Well, you talk about rough. booking cooling off. Imagine how over, remember how over he was and where he is now. Wardlow.
1: Why why is Wardlow on the top of a cage flipping over on Christian? Now, I understand that Wardlow did all the, the latter spots for Christian. He did it for him. Like, don't worry about it, old timer. I'll do all the spots he used to do because I'm a I'm a mark. I'm a fan, so I'm just gonna do all because Christian did very little in that matchup, right? You mm-hmm. didn't have to do because he he, Christian's like, I'm 50, I don't do those, those moves anymore, but you can do them. Oh, yeah, sure. And there was that one spot you guys know what I'm talking about where he, he comes from he the ropes the ladder. And, 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 and dives onto the ladder. I thought his ankle was torn. I yes. Oh my like, God. I was like, I, I recoiled after looking at that, like, oh my God, man, you don't have to do that move either. You're 300 pounds. Why are you pouncing from the ropes to the Rung of the ladder where the rung of the ladder broke underneath, yep. him. and it's like you don't have to do that. You don't have to. There's some moves you just don't have to make. And that whole thing with the thumbtack spot didn't need that. Didn't need it. It was it still was different. It was five stars without it. It was, yeah. So I just you know, I don't get it, man. I just I don't understand why you need all that extra stuff because it just takes time away from you. When you get hurt. People are gonna wonder where you are. Right. You know, it's about availability. You don't have to do every spot. Save it for down the road. I don't get it.
0: (laughs) Speaking of matches that may have or may not have been five stars, what did you guys have for your
1: match of the week? Man, well, I guess it starts with a four-way, the pillars match.
0: Pillars match, yep. Without a doubt. Like the the action and everything they did, and then again to do the the simple headlock takeover for the win after, you know, you sneak in the championship belt on the coffin drop was the, the stories and the action that they told within the four pillars match was excellent.
1: Yeah. um And come to find out after that match was over, I realized none of those four guys are pillars in the company. Hmm. What do you think about it? Right. So, I, so I, what I went through, I did a separate podcast. is available now on Good Karma Wrestling. I said after that match, MJF is one. Okay, uh, I thought that Darby Allen was two, Sammy Guevara three, and uh, I don't think that that matchup did much for Jungle Boy. It was a he did well. I'm saying his promos did not help mm-hmm. him. But what I'm saying is, after watching all four of those guys in there, and they weren't the main event, I'm like, hmm. It really is Omega and Cody and two others that you like to name because well, that, it's not those four. So it's the not- four pillars. So the four pillars would then be what? Jericho,
0: Omega, Lockley, and Cody. Yep.
1: So tell me where I'm wrong. It's not those four.
2: The other thing also, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Ricky Starks was on a uh, podcast talking about how, like, it's disrespectful to everyone, the fact that they go and call those four the pillars. And he elaborated on more, and, you know, he didn't seem bitter about it, but, like, the fact that that wasn't the main event, like, that was the most shocking part of that match. Because they yeah. have put the world title in the main event a lot. Like, I look back and there were a few times where it hasn't, like, I didn't remember those times, but that said a lot about that angle.
1: So, I mean, I love the match Gabe. I mean, the, the, well, match- the, the match was great.
2: And I love, speaking of Cody, like,
0: I love the part where they kind of did their, you yes. know, the, the mentor finishers, the yes.
1: you Yeah. you know,
0: so you had the kill switch from Jungle Boy, you had um, the code breaker from Sammy Guevara, you had the uh, Scorpion Death Drop from no. Darby no. Allen, and then a Crossroads yes. from MJF. <laughs> I just... Again, I, th- I thought that was a cool little thing of, hey, yeah, these guys are coming up. It should have been the main event. And, and I enjoyed Anarchy in the Arena. It's just such a tough match, I think, for everyone to consume. I can't yes. imagine being there for it because I do, like. there's so much that's not happening in front of you. I, I just,
2: I understand. I don't get why we can't get split boxes for that match. Like, give us a quad box like Red Zone and like then you can watch everything. Like, yes, you're still going to miss stuff, but the way they cut it and splice it, like you're missing way too much in that match.
0: I know Anarchy Arena is like one of those things that they have and they've trademarked, and it's one of their originals. But it seems to me it was something that came out of the pandemic era that maybe needs to stay there. Oh, but I, that
1: I liked it a lot, though. I, I like to here's 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 the thing about AW. Here's a positive for AW. When they tell you that they have a gimmick match, it is the gimmick match to the max. It's it's labeled Anarchy in the arena. And it was it was anarchy. It was
0: anarchy. Again, I enjoyed it. It's just so tough. And I can't imagine I, I would love to talk to somebody who is actually there to yeah. see how they like to see how they consume it. Especially again, like you want to send that crowd home happy. How do you not have the four pillars going on last?
1: And here's the other thing: 21 man blackjack battle royal. Battle Royal. It was a Battle Royal. It was a hell of a Battle Royal. Yeah, It, I mean, it wasn't the guys back in the day pushed a big guy in the corner, just stand there, wait for your spot. It was, it kept on going. It was outside. It was inside. It was a hell of a Battle Royal. I thought that that was very good as well.
2: So to your point though, Gabe, talking about how like something like Anarchy in the arena comes out of the pandemic, the stadium stampede was pre-taped. Like that is yeah. something where you can control what everyone sees. Whereas this, when it's going all over, like, I just feel like you missed too much.
1: Well, as a television producer, as you <laughs> they are, need
0: a director's. They need a director's <laughs> cut. They yeah. need to release it as a director's cut. It, yeah, it
1: was, it was lazy for them not to have a quad box there to see yeah. everything that's going on. That it, it should have been. Is that quad? Is quad four or five? Four, four. 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 Yeah, I got it right. Yeah, so a <laughs> quad box. Uh, the other one, guys. Um, another match of the week, and I will t- ask you guys to go on Peacock. Take a look at it for yourself. Fast forward through it. NXT Battleground. What, <laughs> what is that? You you
0: you, you watched NXT is that, a, <laughs> Battleground?
2: Is that a mistake? Did you click
1: on that thinking it was something else? No, I, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it was. Did you think it so was twenty twenty one? Like no, what? no. I looked at the card and I said, Ilya Dragunov against Donna uh, against Dijak. I got to see this because. Dragonoff and Gunter, who was Walter at the time, they had a hell of a match at NXT UK. This is one of these. This this young Russian is a, is a small guy, but he takes a ton of punishment. Go and watch the match and tell me I'm wrong. Go and watch just fast forward through all the nonsense in Lowell, Massachusetts, and get to that match, guys. You will thank me. Watch that. But it's match. so difficult to fast forward on Peacock, like it never works the way I want it to work. Well through the commercials. And, and so, and just uh, be patient. And, and find jacket against Drag it off. It was, because I saw it, I'm like, okay, Gallus, alright. And it was the first time I saw Carmelo Hayes, too. Because I, I went to the main event, and I was like, let me see what this this Carmelo Hayes is about. Good match yeah, against hey, Brian Brayker. Go. Good match. So, but again, when you're on vacation, Gabe, so this is what happens. So you don't have any bandwidth, right? You're, you're good when we're at home and working and doing all these right. shows and this guy's out here doing television and radio, bro, it's and everything. But now when you're on vacation, you got time. Yes. So I had some time. I, I uh, watch it, It's like, hmm, it's not bad.
0: Oh, wow. First, check that uh, again, the fact that you're the one of, and right. I guess maybe, maybe Brian has it too. But the fact that the, you're the one who ended up with honor club. I don't. And the don't the fact that you are the one who then decided on a weekend on a Memorial Day weekend in which both main companies each had a three and a half to four hour pay per view, you're the one who tuned in for NXT. Like I, I this nope. is I
1: don't want I, to I go think, hard.
0: I mean we've nope. been we've been giving Broitz such a hard time. No. Like I think you might be more Broitz than Broitz at this point. No, no. Mm. No,
1: I look for the one match. That's what I look for. <laughs> Next I saw, thing I hey.
0: Next thing I know, you're going to be going, you know what? I do want to see Britt Baker versus Chris Jericho.
1: Uh-huh. Book yeah. it. I'll never be that far. Forbidden I'll door. That, I'll never go that far. But I, I did find – but I thought that was interesting. Just I want to see that match. When you see it, you'll know what I mean. Okay. Go find it. It's on Peacock. It, it's a, it, I thought NXT for that match did good. I couldn't watch the rest of it. I did notice that Tiffany Stratton, by the way, you talk about Mandy Rose, right? Mandy Rose is there. She's champion. She says, I don't need this anymore. I'm out of here. And they replace her just like that. They got an assembly line of Mandy Rose's back there. Versus- <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I, I had never seen Tiffany Stratton before either. I'm like, what? Well, she looks like Mandy. let see. Buxom, blonde, lipstick, makeup. I'm like, it's another Mandy Rose. Just Mandy Rose came back. Why didn't it's you like know Vince a, a certain style or something? It's crazy, right? They got a, they got an assembly line just waiting to just bring in the next Mandy Rose.
2: A couple more matches I throw out. You mentioned Gunther. I really enjoyed Gunther and Ali from night of champions. Like I had no expectations for that match, but I thought it was really good. Um, enjoyed that Saturday. Well, that's, and then, you,
1: gotta be, you gotta be careful with that one, right? Ali couldn't get squashed in front of that crowd. Correct. No, 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 <laughs> no. Well, that's like Puerto Rico, right? You, you weren't going <laughs> yeah. like to squash the Latino wrestlers. You weren't going to squash them. Man. Yeah. You, you couldn't or,
0: uh, squash Selena Vega in Puerto Rico. You couldn't squash Mustafa Ali in Saudi
2: Arabia. Correct. But I thought that was <laughs> good. Another random one that came out of nowhere last night, Orange and Darby versus Gates of Agony. I couldn't tell you what the names are of Gates of Agony. I can't see. I've seen them a lot. But that match delivered, and Darby really got his ass kicked in that match.
1: Yes. God. Um didn't expect well again, did they he have a short crew? Was there a flight issue? Like I didn't expect those <laughs> R guys to be on dynamite. That's why it's just so weird, right? So random. But yeah, I like that match as well. I thought it was a lot of a lot of high flying in that one. I thought it was very solid.
2: That one like pounce off the top rope yeah. that like caught Darby, like that was impressive from those guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins was good uh, to open things up on Night of Champions. I, mm-hmm. I will throw that one out there as well. And I believe, Bro its you predicted that that was going to open. Because, again, triple main event means that something is going to open the show, apparently, in the world of WWE lingo. But it was fantastic. Like, I thought that was the one match in terms of in-ring that I thought I had, that, had the expectations for and delivered. Um, Sammy and KO versus the Bloodline. Storyline-wise, delivered for me, like the way the way they told the story, just like they do with with, you know, it, it's not a classic in-ring five-star match, but the way they're able to progress the storyline as they've been able to do with a lot of Roman Reigns matches was was really good. I really like the way that they they did that and left everything well who knows what's going to happen on smackdown now on friday night other than raw people showing up what's going to happen on smackdown um, with the usos and the bloodline as they're celebrating 1000 days for roman reigns it just continues to push that story and it makes you reinvest in, in the bloodline which is a good thing since we know roman reigns they released his schedule on twitter earlier this week we know roman's going to be around quite a bit over the next few months
1: Somebody on on Twitter at GKW underscore wrestling asked is the bloodline, the longest storyline since aces and eights in TNA. And I had to go back and look at that to to get a definitive answer. I'll answer Eric Collins question on Twitter, but I don't know of one that's this long and this interesting, this storyline. It is Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns said, man, this is not fast food. It's filet mignon because you got He says, you got to wait for this meal for it to be cooked. It's, Really interesting what's going on here. It just continues. Friday should get over, I would say, 2.2 million, 2.3, bro. something yeah, like that. Because there's NBA Finals is, Friday, uh, is Thursday. It's Thursday.
0: So- Stanley Cup is Saturday. So yeah. you, you have yeah. you, it, Friday nights wide open for SmackDown on Fox. Yeah. The
1: one
2: I will throw on there, longevity, it's not a weekly thing. But, like, do you consider the Elite and the Hangman stuff?
1: Yes. And it's um, – I would say so, yeah. Maybe it's sometimes not booked well. Sometimes it goes right. away, fades in the background, comes but back. There's but a lot
2: of like callbacks. And yes, you might have to do some work and watch BTE, but like there's just been little things for a long I time. Would,
1: I would say that that's, that's, that would be three years then, right? Yeah, it's been so, a while. Yeah. So, yeah. But this is the Bloodline thing is just fascinating. It really is. Yeah, and and
0: again, the way they're able to reheat it quickly because it was just a couple of weeks ago where we were throwing around the question like, ah, bloodline, Roman's not around. What do we do? And they're able to heat it right back up like that. And it's because it, it's different now without Sammy and Roman needs to be more present for it to really be hitting, especially at the direction it's going. But we know Roman's going to be around, so it's going to be a fantastic summer of the bloodline, whatever yeah. direction they end up taking it. It's, it's the one thing I think you can trust because you know that Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns have a big say in what exactly is going on there.
1: Turns out you can trust Paul Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him as ECW uh, crew. Yeah. I don't think they would agree with Watch <laughs> <laughs> no Dark Side play. of
2: the Ring from this past week, and I don't know if uh, you agree with that one. Oh, well, yeah, I mean
0: yeah. – Yeah, we got to watch that. You, you can trust Paul Lee if he's running creative. If he owes you money,
1: that's something yeah. different. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that dark side of the ring, yeah, we got to. It's on the DVR. I got to watch that. Uh, that's Candido, right?
2: Candido and Sonny, It was, it was pretty good. It was you know forty five minutes the same way they do it. It was their season premiere this past week. It was a good episode.
1: Okay, got to check
0: that out for sure, wrestling fans. Well, we are in the push to Money in the Bank. We are on the push to Forbidden Door in AEW, and I guess. Jay Hood, next week will tell you whatever the next NXT pay per view is. I will because not it's tell you that. NXT I told you
1: I watch fans. One match. Don't let yeah. me get loud up in here. <laughs> <laughs> one match. I was interested. Two veterans. You watching? You gonna You gonna text me? Jay Hood's right. It was a good match. Hey, <laughs> doesn't Hey, watch that though. That's a, That's outstanding.
0: Doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, you watch the next Like that's really the only true thing that matters here. That's the only thing that really matters. We'll talk about knuckles, yeah. We'll talk about everything going on in the world of professional wrestling next week, right here on GKW.